Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor Program. Today we are still discussing our series, the, the Ten Commandments, and today we come to number nine. And Mark, we're, we're getting dangerously close to the end of this series as we hit number nine today. And uh, for those of you uh, who probably are well aware, commandment number nine is, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's an interesting comment you made. Uh, one of the things I've discovered during this show, uh, during this series, that if you ask the average guy to list the Ten Commandments, I have not yet run across a guy who can do it. Right. You know, so um, in other words, uh, this is a, a list that God intended to be of primary importance, and yet we don't necessarily spend time meditating on it. And uh, let's reiterate one of the themes of this series, because I think that's always important to do, because you never know who's listening for the first time on this particular message. Um, God commands us to, to not do certain things, but the flip side of that coin is there's a positive reason for that. Right. And so like with this one, uh, he, he tells us not to lie. Basically, I, you know, we always are tempted to improve the language. You know, false witness, I think, is uh, speaking ill of our neighbors or other people. But it's also just blatantly about lying about certain things, being competitive about certain things. What is the flip side of that? Well, it's about being affirming of people, and it's also about telling the truth. So could we start there? That anytime God gives us a commandment, it's really for our own good. It's to get us doing good behaviors, and it's always to draw us closer to him. Well, it's like the example that you always give uh, when you have been addressing certain groups. And I, I think you were relating to uh, a presentation that you did for college kids. And uh, a couple of them approached you and said, don't tell us what not to do. Right. You know, give us the guidance and direction and tell us what to do. And and, right. and this is even turning around the commandments and putting mm -hmm. the positive spin on. Let me tell you what God is telling us to do. Right. Yeah, well, that's, you know, one of my favorite stories. Our new engineer can relate to this because he just graduated from college. And so whenever I, uh, you know, I'm in front of a college audience, and I did uh, do chapel uh, over at Bethel, which I know is not your alma mater, Aaron, and it's uh, Northwestern, isn't it? Yes. Yep. That's okay, though. We like Bethel, too, even though we like to make fun of them sometimes we still we still do like Bethel well that's the inherent part of trash talking <laughs> yes but uh, that's even, a natural thing and they're just right down the street from each other even at Christian colleges you're even at get... <laughs> Christian colleges but uh, yeah these kids were saying uh, that uh, they've heard about the don'ts all their life the do in that one is really about having a vision for marriage and you know God intends for the for the uh, sacrament of marriage to uh, be the ultimate f 
fulfillment of relationship. And Paul compares it to the relationship of Christ to the church and so forth. But that's a great example of we need to point all of ourselves to uh, the higher calling of these commandments. And in this case, I think the higher calling of the commandment is to be uh, truth tellers and to be affirming of people. Well, that's one of the reasons that the more that we have gotten into this Ten Commandment series, the more I've appreciated how it brings to light the, the true message behind each one of these commandments. Right. And I'm not surprised to hear that you haven't run into someone in our current world uh, who can't just rattle off to you correctly in the right order the Ten Commandments. Well, you know, I should take that back. We have a very well-educated uh, Old Testament scholar in one of our groups, and uh, he can not only tell you the Ten Commandments, he can tell them to you in Hebrew. Now, I find that <laughs> very impressive. Uh, uh, and he could translate the Hebrew, and he always has some kind of comments on translation, which I just find fascinating. But let's talk for maybe our first segment about what it means to bear a false witness. And uh, you know, I think, uh, Randy and, and Aaron, from my history, I always like to start with owning my own sin first. Uh, and I think one of the uh, the things that I have struggled with the most uh, is uh, one form of this, which is to be uh, highly competitive. Uh, by competitive, I mean I am I am going to uh, point out the flaws, the the inadequacies, the uh, errors in uh, anybody that I perceive as a competitor of mine. Uh, that goes way back to school and everything else. But today, professionally, it's still a temptation for me because I see all these uh, uh, people jumping on the bandwagon of, of writing books about sexual addiction. And uh, you notice even how I put that. <laughs> you know, it's like, why are they doing that? Well, if I flip it, uh, let me give them an affirmation. They are, they are noticing the massive epidemic of this problem that we have, and they are seeking to serve. Now, historically, if I bear false witness, it's like I'm going to point out, you know, uh, the problems that I see in their approach or in, in, and this is even the worst part of it, um, it's kind of an attack against another person's uh, personality. Uh, uh, the first part of this commandment is about defaming a, a person's character. So really, one of the things we need to think about here, and this is the sin of my own self that I'm trying to own, is gossip. You know, it's, uh, we hear uh, negative things about people, and we repeat it. We don't even know if it's true, but we find it fascinating uh, around the, uh, the coffee pot on a daily basis to kind of repeat gossip that we've heard. You cannot go to a meeting in our field where you don't hear gossip uh, about other people in the field. Uh, uh, and I'm not talking about the secular community now, although it goes on there, but I'm talking about the Christian community. We are really good at gossiping, and uh, uh, I'm just trying to own my own. This is one of the commandments that I really personally need to be working on. Well, don't you think that a lot of that mentality, uh, if you back it up a little bit, I think it's closely tied to your competitiveness. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. because... and. 
uh, having a competitive nature, I've always seen as being a positive characteristic to have. Right. I think that's why I've always been a, a, uh, a supporter of having our boys uh, involved in sports as they grow up because your affiliation with sports teams and co- good coaches and things like that you know, instills in an individual this competitiveness. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, it nurtures teamwork and that type of thing. And so as you have risen through the years in your field, mm-hmm. and then you see these others, new kids on the block, kind of yeah. Johnny-come-latelys, I think there's a natural tendency to look at their approach and say, you know, if you've been where I've been and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, written the number of books that I have, I think that's almost a natural knee-jerk reaction when you're a competitive person. See, I think you did grow up Catholic, didn't you, Randy? I did grow up Catholic. You're yeah. trying to absolve me of this sin. I'm just trying to own it. <laughs> I, think, I think what's really interesting about this, this topic is that you can even bear a false witness, now that I think about it, by telling the truth. Like, there's so many times yeah. where I'm at school and I'm mm-hmm. talking to a friend and they... And I, they, they're telling me about somebody I have, I don't know anything about, and all they tell me is one bad thing. And every one time I see them on thing. campus, yeah, that's all I see is that one bad thing that I know about them, and it, yeah. they haven't given me the whole, the whole picture and the whole truth, right? And they haven't lied to me, but they haven't told me everything, and it, it, it kind of like tampers with that person's yeah. reputation, and well, well, that's I th- all I think about. That. I think that's a great point, Aaron. That you can tell the truth and still, uh, it's not a f- false witness, but. The false witness thing, I think, is about kind of attacking someone's character. It's like a half-witness, half-truth yeah, witness. It's a half-truth witness. It's like summarizing who they are by the one bad thing you, you know, even perhaps to be true. So I think like we always do, we're kind of challenging our uh, uh, audience to uh, think about things like gossip, like attacking another person's character, like... Uh, Sometimes telling lies about another person because we are competitive. Uh, we could get into the competitive thing, but uh, like so many other things, I mean, there's good aspects to that and negative aspects to that. Uh, I think a lot of the men that I know, myself included, that are competitive, we're basically always looking for affirmations and blessing, uh, which we um, talk about. We were having a conversation about this last night in our Tuesday night men's group that. So many of the guys who are competitive, um, they, they grew up without any affirmation or blessing from their parents, and they're constantly seeking some level of achievement, whether it's in athletics or academics or, uh, you know, business, you know, to finally get the, uh, the affirmation and blessing that their heart desires. I think this commandment is about let's not, you know, turn around that competitiveness and say we are better than someone else. Uh, that's that's kind of uh, the bottom line, I think, or one of them with this commandment. Well, I think that social media in our world today oh, yeah. uh, is really a, a, a component of the negativity that takes place, especially with uh, with people sharing their opinions uh, about other people or what someone else has done. Yeah. It, it kind of grows like a cancer in some cases. And uh, after the fact, how many times do we find out that the original statement wasn't even true? Well, you know, I think uh, uh, we're always careful about being time sensitive because we never know know when people are listening to this but uh, we are in the middle of election season and we are in the middle of uh, 
the Iowa caucus, which is scheduled to happen uh, in just five days. Um, And you think about the amount of false witnessing (laughs) that is going on uh, in these campaigns. I mean, it is it is tragic, you know, uh, these negative uh, personality attack uh, character attacks and character assassinations Mm -hmm. that are going on. I'm not going to mention any specific um, candidates because I'm trying to practice the commandment myself. I'm just I'm just saying that it's going on a lot. And isn't it nauseating? You know, all this stuff going on. Well, this is a great way to jumpstart this Ninth Commandment. Let's take our break right now, Mark. And when we come back, we're going to be able to uh, share uh, a unique uh, trigger of the week that uh, that Aaron came up with uh, for us this morning. And uh, so uh, when we come back, we'll uh, take the, uh, the other side of the show. We'll again take a closer look at the Ninth Commandment. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at FaithfulAndTrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week. Um, we are grateful for the fact that uh, uh, we, uh, we are old, you and I, Randy. We are old, are we not? Yeah, <laughs> I would have to agree with you on that, yes. We are a walking uh, list of orthopedic concerns, uh, which I think is, uh, as one of my physicians said the other day when I was asking him for a diagnosis, uh, he's evidently a smart aleck like I am, and he said, uh, how does you are old work? <laughs> so, How's that strike you? <laughs> I said, well, I said there's a certain pessimism to that. But uh, so, you know, we're grateful that we have Aaron here who's uh, young, so he can give us some uh, occasional uh, additions to our Trigger of the Week. And and in our uh, pre-recording conversation he was giving us one, I thought it was quite good. So, Aaron, Trigger of the Week. Yeah, my Trigger of the Week is just being in um, very harmless situations and areas where you're still... Um, basically exposed to um, sexually promiscuous um, images. And my really stark example of this that really stuck out to me was when I was walking through Target and I had um, the lingerie section to my left that I didn't really want to, you know, look at too much. And then on my right side, I was walking next to the the cash registers and um, very plainly in view were 
you know, magazines with scantily clad people on them as well. So I literally had to just look down at my feet or look up in the ceiling or just look straight ahead of me. And I was just like, wow, like I'm not even trying. I'm not seeking this out. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not lusting. And yet it's here. And it's not a wonder that our culture is so, you know, sexually um, charged and it's in our minds and lost all the time because it's it's literally everywhere, even when you're just trying to go buy oranges at Target or whatever. So that's it's my even career. more amazing, Aaron, that you didn't walk directly into a pillar or something. Yeah. <laughs> as or you're another person, you're right. As you've got your head down, trying to just you know steamroll your way through the store, uh, it can be a dangerous walk. Well, now you're going after uh, one of our proud uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies here in the Twin Cities. Uh, headquartered here, the Target Corporation. I, you know, as long as you're bringing this up, I, you know, I think you're exactly right. A store like that that's on one level and things are, you know, an open concept, everything is kind of laid out and, uh, you know, it's hard to avoid uh, the lingerie section. I mean, to, I, I know for a fact to get from the front door to the electronic section that I like to hang out in, you're going to have to go through the lingerie section. I was noticing the other day, because um, Debbie had to get some stuff, uh, and I just was following her around Macy's, uh, that Macy's puts this department in the lowest floor of their four, in the farthest corner. And I'm saying, now this is, I'm sure what people would interpret as, uh, you know, back in the 1950s or stuff, but uh, I found it quite refreshing. You know, you're not going to get confronted with it if you don't have some intentional purpose for going back there. It was kind of like the back room of a department store. Yeah, you, yeah, it used to be that. I mean, we didn't even call it lingerie. What did we call it? Um, foundations. Women's foundations. That's one of my... You are old. <laughs> I am really old. That's, but that's what we called it, women's foundations. So anyway, enough of that. Thanks for that. And, but basically, Great trigger, Aaron. Yeah, it's consistent with a lot of our triggers that, you know, if we're not even intentionally looking for stuff, we're going to get hit with it. Assaulted is a word that comes to mind um, with that stuff, whether we like it or not. Well, let's take uh, our listeners back to uh, the theme of today's show. For those who have been following this series, Mark and I have been doing, we're in uh, week nine, show nine uh, of our series on the Ten Commandments. And we're on commandment number nine today, uh, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbors. Attacking their neighbor's character, uh, like uh, Aaron pointed out earlier, even saying something that might be truthful, but it's the main thing we focus on. And again, this is about uh, character assassination. This is about being competitive. This is about putting down. This is about being critical. Um, God is telling us not to do these things. Uh, So basically, there are times when we're bearing false witness. I mean, we have to look at the Hebrew word there for false, and it's really about telling lies. So you know, a lot of times when we're bearing false witness, we are uh, telling a lie about someone. Uh, we are uh, uh, maybe making something up or whatever it is, but uh, uh, we are uh, uh, out and out lying. And one of the things that I think about when I think about the whole topic of lying is when did we first learn how to do this? Uh, I'd like the listeners to think about that. Men and women alike, husbands and wives alike, who's ever listening. When did you learn to uh, t- 
tell a lie? When did you learn to gossip? Uh, uh, when did you learn to, to bear a false witness about even your own behavior because uh, uh, you were afraid of the reaction of other people? And I think that uh, uh, most of the men who come here, they, they learn to lie way be, before they ever went to school. Because they've been hiding things for a long they've time. They've been hiding things, and uh, they have been uh, afraid at some level of how uh, their parents would react, whether it was the proverbial spanking or some kind of punishment or deprivation or going to time out or standing in the corner in the old days, uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, lying, I'm saying, comes early. It, we, we learn to say false things uh, and one of the ways to bear a false witness against another person is if uh, we are not owning our own behavior and we are blaming, that's another word that should come into this commandment, we are blaming someone else for our misbehavior. So uh, my teacher forgot to tell us the homework was due. You know, well, I'm in grade school now. Which is false witness, you know. It's like no, 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 no. That was he called up the teacher, said no. You know, we told him about this. You know, whatever. Uh, I don't know why I get so uh, energized about this because I think we we assume sometimes with our population of men that they become addicted and then they start lying. No, they they have been lying a lot uh, uh, prior to that, prior to the development of their addiction. And I think one of the fascinating things, I wish Debbie were here at the moment, is uh, she's done a survey of uh, a lot of the women who come here, the wives, and she will ask them, have you ever told a lie? And it's amazing that really I think at this point she hasn't found any woman who's actually said, I've never told a lie. Uh, so uh, we could go on with that one. Uh, I, I would, like we sometimes do, take a pause and have the listeners think about this one for yourself as well as thinking about have you ever had times in your life when you've been critical of someone else when you've compared yourself to someone else and uh, uh, any times in your life when you have gossiped uh, i think in our field we really need to focus on this blame piece when we're blaming another person for our behavior we are bearing uh, bearing false witness against that person Am I making any sense over there, Randy? You are making perfect sense to me, and it, it just conjures up uh, additional follow-up questions about it because mm -hmm. you can't help but uh, see the other side of the coin. You know, as I'm listening to you uh, talk about not saying things that may not necessarily be true, or in some cases they are true uh, in the form of gossip, I think we've all probably experienced when someone has said something about us and you are detecting a negative attitude in someone who has heard that message. Yeah. And, and you're trying to figure out what, what's wrong today. You, you are not yourself mm -hmm. as you would normally act with me. And, and uh, maybe after a long time of trying to work that out, you find out what's bothering them. And they, you know, and they tell you something about, I was told that you did this. And you go, that's absolutely not true. Mm. You know, because that's got just a real negative ripple down effect. Right. Uh, and if it was true, uh, there may have been a very believable explanation of why you did do that. So it, mm -hmm. it's a pretty complex uh, subject, I think. Yeah. I was just thinking I'm having a moment of maybe inspiration. This Ninth Commandment uh, and the violation of it 
is what got Jesus killed. Uh, you know, in other words, there was false witness. Gossip uh, about gossip him. Gossip about him and uh, false witness uh, about his teachings. So this can get, uh, get to some very severe consequences. Now, of course, we celebrate, of course, what Christ did, and we know that this was all part of God's plan, but uh, I think we need to remember that bearing false witness against a person could be killing them, at least in spirit, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I wanted to get to a story that is a common story around here, actually, but yet we heard another example about it yesterday. Uh, some guy came in for the first time, and uh, he was uh, trying to talk about or be honest at some level about his sexual acting out behaviors. And he said one of the most classic statements that we hear here, which is, well, my wife has never, ever really loved me. And he went on to say, if she had really loved me, uh, she, would be, she, she would have been willing to be more sexual with me. By the way, for those of you listening who might be new to us and you want to come in and have an initial appointment uh, with me, uh, try that statement out on me and see what kind of reaction I'm going to have about it because it's bearing false witness against your wife. You know, uh, you're making assumptions. You're jumping to uh, uh, some core beliefs that your wife doesn't love you. Uh, you're also jumping to a false assumption which is that more sex in a marriage will lead to sexual freedom. And that is a neuroscientific lie. We've already covered that on the show multiple times. But in couples counseling, what I'm saying is, Debbie and I see this all the time. Couples bearing false witness against each other, blaming each other for stuff, talking about each other's behavior, uh, making assumptions, jumping to conclusions, uh, trying to talk about how their spouse is feeling and, and that kind of thing. Of course, you know, we try to cut that off at the pass as much as we can. But uh, uh, I'm saying that this commandment is definitely relevant you know, in our field because if an addict is going to get well, he has got to start telling the truth. He has got to start owning his own responsibility for his own behavior. He's got to stop blaming people. He's got to stop judging other people. And uh, uh, he's got to start telling the truth. Uh, this commandment is all about not blaming, not gossiping, not, not uh, projecting something onto somebody else. And, and most basically, it's about becoming a truth teller. Well, you have certainly opened up this ninth commandment for our listeners today. And I think, uh, and for me as well, I appreciate the, uh, the, the deeper vision that you have had about uh, the theme behind the ninth commandment. Uh, we hope that our listeners have also been encouraged and have benefited from Mark's message today. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. Uh, I'm Randy Everett, your co-host. We thank Aaron Wellman, our engineer and, uh, and technical director of the uh, Men of Valor program. We hope that this coming week is going to be a great week for you, a, a week in which you uh, experience many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.